Hamish and Andy show is about to begin. But first, a quick thought about dinner. Need some inspiration to solve your daily dinner dilemma? Check out the fresh seasonal produce and value for money dinner recipes on the Woolworths Facebook page. In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Hi, Mason! Turn your radio up, we are on! Good afternoon, everyone! Hamish Danny back to drive you home. Medium to large show today, Ham. Fairly big, Ando. It's fairly big. I mean, but I always say big show, um, but I'm going to say, I mean, it's certainly not small. It's not small. It's it's not supersized. We haven't upgraded to ridiculous levels. What do we know is on the menu? We have a Dan Aykroyd. Yes. On the show. Legendary. Comedy superstar Dan Aykroyd. But people know him from all a range of works. I mean... For the younger generations here, my girl, uh, or kind of or mid mid generation, yep. <laughs> my girl and my girl too. They go, oh, that's the dad from that. It is mid generations. It wasn't it wasn't in the movies last summer. No, but um, but yeah, but, that was recent. And but, then there's Ghostbusters from the eighties, the Blues got, Brothers before that. SNL is one of the original cast members. Then we've got uh, as of mid next year, yeah. he's part of Ghostbusters three, the new one. So he's part of as yet to be released films. Can't wait to, to talk to Dan and also on the show um, a real. Exciting development on our napkin ninja front. Yeah. Our quest to put 50,000 Hamish and Andy branded napkins in cafes, restaurants, petrol stations, etc. around the country where nominated people, napkin ninjas, steal the existing napkins from the restaurant and replace it with our napkins. We've a, got a high-profile actor come forth and he wants to ninja our yeah. napkins onto the set of a beloved TV show in Australia. The only thing you probably know at this stage is it's not Dan Aykroyd, yeah. because we wouldn't mention the same thing twice at the head of the show. <laughs> Apart from that, it could be anyone. Absolutely. Hamish hey, and Andy, drive you home. Hamish hey, and Andy, we're driving you home. And uh, on the show, often conversations come up between you and I, or you know, we'll have a thought, and mm. people you know, call in 13, 10, 60, and... They want to contribute and they want to get involved. And usually it's people that have a lot of energy left at the end of the day and, you know, they're sort of excited to be going home. But very rarely do we pay enough attention, I think, to someone on the other end of the scale. People that are driving home now, maybe, end of a long day. Not listening. Not listening, but somehow know it's on. Somehow know this is on. Maybe somebody's texting them highlights. (laughs) But they're going, they're in the car, you're in the bus or something on the way home, and you're just, you're over it. Ah, yes. That's 100%, 100% over it. Just fed up. Yep. Fed up with today. Yep. Maybe it started, maybe by one o'clock you knew that today was a write off yep. and you've just been grinding it out since then. 13, can't, 10, can't, can't be bothered with anything. The kind of person. Can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. If you will. The, the kind of person that, you know, drops something and's like, oh, well, just if you. Do I even pick that up just now? Just kick it away. I can't, I can't be oh, bothered. But that was my pacemaker. Who cares? <laughs> I'm over it. I'm <laughs> over, over it today. It. And sometimes you're driving along in traffic and you'll just turn. Your head and you'll see someone, you'll lock eyes with someone and you'll go, they're over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're over yeah, it. They've yeah, had a bad yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. They just want, they're just looking for a reset. Yeah. They just need the sun to rise tomorrow and have another go. See if you can do a better job tomorrow. It's then great how the sun, sorry, the sun going down, sorry to interrupt there, but the sun going down is like the reset button. Yeah. Can't do anything good until tomorrow now. <laughs> Even if I had all the ingredients at home, <laughs> not interested. Just hit the reset. I would like to know, and let's do this, 131060. Are you over it today? Yep. Are you over it? Do you want to get it off your chest? Maybe talking about it will help you feel better. Why are you over it mm. today? And maybe, look, I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into a prize thing. Yeah. But um, 
you know, we do have 500 Hamish and Eddie air fresheners in here. We do, don't we? Maybe one, maybe one could make your day before the don't, sun rose tomorrow. Don't just tease them. Don't just tease them and don't do it. If I think you're over it enough, <laughs> if we if we deem them to be over it enough, genuinely, genuinely over yeah, it, difficult, clinically yeah. over it, you'll you you could get an air freshener. Hamish and Eddie. Hamish and Andy driving you home for Woolworths, the fresh food people. And Ham, as you said, we normally cater for exciting people that are bubbly and want to join the show. Well, we love to, 10, 6, 60. Love, love to provide a high energy atmosphere, don't we? Because mm. you and I, I mean, we're not over it. Mm. We're never over this. Mm. We're under it. We're pretty lucky. But some people have days, and certainly we have them on the weekend sometimes, Ham. Particularly sure, when you're, at the moment, when you're moving house and trying to get things installed. Uh, boxes. <laughs> I'm over boxes. I'm over it. You look at some people and you go... doesn't ruin my day, but I mean, that's the kind of thing that could, you know, add mm. to being over it. We're over it. Are you over it today? You're just over it today. You don't yeah. have to be... You can't be under it every single day. <laughs> Sometimes you're just over it. I mean, Gen- and I hope, you'd, I hope you're not deterred talking to two guys that aren't over it. No. But we want to do our best to cater for get everyone. you back under it. Jared, Jared, how are you feeling? Ahoy, boys. Yeah, pretty over it today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't sound over it. You sound, very, you sound like a chipper under it kind of guy. But why are you over it today, mate? Oh, I'm just a courier driver by trade, fellas, and I'm yeah. about three hours behind. Everyone keeps holding me up, you yeah. know, unloading, loading, whatnot. So just done for the day, boys, and I'm about three hours behind. Yeah, oh. and you're probably getting a lot of heat from people, and it's just not your fault. Yeah, mate, the boss is hassling me, and the customers are hassling <laughs> me, and I've just had enough, boys, mate. so everyone can go jump. Yeah, <laughs> you've, you've, come to, you've come to the right spot. You're with friends here. This is the people show, and you're always welcome, mate. Thanks, what's, the, what's the cabin of your uh, courier truck smell like? Actually, it smells like deodorant, boys, because I just, I, yeah, smell a bit, so I've sprayed a bit Tell of deodorant Tell you what, here, how, how would you like a state-of-the-art, as-yet-undefined scent mm. of a Hamish and Andy patented air freshener in there? Mate, I would almost drive my truck to the moon and back just for that. <laughs> They'll put you late. It'll make you more late. <laughs> you are having a rough day already. <laughs> well, don't do that. And stay on the line. You've got a bloody air freshener. Yeah, we'll courier it out to you. <laughs> oh, you guys are absolute legends. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. <laughs> Caitlin, how are you feeling, Caitlin? Caitlin, are you, are you okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I left work at one, went and done my tax, which, you know, everyone, everyone uh, loves that. Mm. Um, and then I hit a kangaroo. Oh, <laughs> no. With my car. With your car? You didn't get in a fight yeah, with one? with my car. No, I, 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 yeah, I probably, sad. you know. Uh, yeah. If I had have gotten a fight with one, I might have come out best. But, Is the uh, you know? kangaroo okay or not a good? Uh, I didn't get to really manage to see. He yeah. kind of bounced off, Got but away. I did see him, but, which is un- really unfortunate. Just a series but, of unlucky um, happenstances, yeah. isn't it? Caitlin, yeah, pretty bad damage. You're so. fine being, and oh, the car's damaged as well, is it? Yeah. And you've just done your tax return, so you can't write I'm it off in last yeah. year's tax, ex- tax claim. Yeah. Caitlin, you're, you're entitled to be fed up. Um, yeah, pretty much. Is that car going to be fixed? Yeah, yeah, it can be and fixed. When, and, and when it is fixed, part. do you feel like you'd need it to smell a bit different? What sort of scent would you <laughs> like in the cabin? I, I definitely do. Yeah. I guess everyone, what it is. Everyone, everyone wants to smell a chemist, Andy. Well, <laughs> that's not actually our smell. <laughs> you don't want that. Slightly chemically, but it, it, it's, it's maybe apricot, the best we can, the best we can guess. Yeah. That sounds great. One's, hey, one's coming your way. <laughs> Thanks, Caitlin. Hang in there. No worries. Bye, boys. Bye, Bye-bye. Caitlin. Uh, we've got Katie... Katie, how are you feeling? Boys. Katie, you over it? I'm over it. How yeah. over so, it? Oh, look, I'm two hours. It's not three hours, but I'm two hours behind schedule over it. Oh, oh, what, are you, what are you trying to schedule? 
Well, so I work in a donut shop and it's my job to ice the donuts and make the donuts in the morning. Person who used it yesterday didn't set it back up properly. So I got in, couldn't use it. The big boss came in this morning and I'm two hours behind schedule and I was meant to have everything done. How many many donuts? Sorry, so many questions here. Um, Is he the big boss because he eats a lot of donuts or is he more just high up in the chain? Um... Both. What was that, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I hesitant both. to answer. Um, uh, Katie, how many donuts do you have to ice in a day? Uh, this morning I iced about maybe 300, which isn't that much, but when no, the big boss is there, yep. it's, it's tough. High yep. pressure. It's like MasterChef, but without the excitement of a cash prize at the end. And do you um do you get to eat any of the donuts? Oh, sometimes I might sneak a few. But if that that's not be... even enough to cheer you up, then you really are over it, aren't you? If a donut won't even do the trick. I'm over it. Guess yeah, what, Katie? Know. You got yourself an air freshener. Oh, cheers, boys. That's a pleasure. Hey, that's what we're here for. <laughs> We've only got 500, so it's a very limited edition air freshener, and just, just hang uh, in there. Thanks, Katie. Very limited. Cheers. Go, ho- go home, put your feet up, don't think about the donuts anymore. And just wait by the mailbox for an air fresher that will solve all problems. <laughs> Stick around, everyone. Dan Aykroyd is going to join us straight after this. Uh, of course, starring in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, Blues Brothers. You may have seen him in My Girls. The dad, Coneheads Ham. God, if he's over it, mm. crack out another air freshener. <laughs> we'll have to check. Hey, Mr. Andy. Hey, Mr. Nanny, delighted to be driving you home. Still joined in the studio by legendary actor Dan Aykroyd. I loved him back in the day in Ghostbusters. He's going to feature in the new one as well from the 80s to now. Uh, Dan, films that, and the way films have made obviously has changed so much over your career. Um, being on the set of the original Ghostbusters in the 80s and then obviously being on the set of the Ghostbusters now, how different is it uh, with regards to special effects, etc.? Uh, well, technically, it's it's changed quite a bit. You know, we were using puppets and, uh, and you know, and, <laughs> and, and blank, yeah, blank, uh, you know, yeah, all kinds of blank screens and all that. Yep. Uh, now, of course, with computers, uh, you can you can pretty much do everything. The the business has changed technically, but but not in the way that it's really run. Not the human side of it. Like when we were in Boston, there there were still you know three hundred extras running down the street. Yeah, afraid of ghosts, just like we had in the first movie. And there's a marshmallow man. Extras are extras. I saw an early reference to possibly having uh, that uh, uh, him come back, but I, feel, I don't know what I feel uh, they like decided to do. I feel like I you're nervous know. to tell us this because you don't want it to end up on E! Online or something, but is well, that I a scoop? Is that well, a I don't a know. I, I don't know. I saw one early draft had a sort of a one, one uh, you know, uh, incarnation, but but then maybe that has, has changed since. It does feel like a semi-scoop, though. Uh, we're, talking, <laughs> we're talking... We're talking to... I love Mr. Stay Puft. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's a sailor. He's a sailor. <laughs> we're talking to Dan Ackroyd, everybody, uh, the founder of Crystal Head Vodka, and, and to wrap this up, Dan, we wanted to give you an opportunity to advertise Crystal Head Vodka uh, through radio advertisements, not just coming out on the interview, but we've noticed that radio, and I don't think we're the first to notice this, there's a lot of specific styles ads. Mm, you've really got your choice. And and, and vodka's obviously in, not often present in the same style. They concentrate on a party atmosphere. We thought it'd be nice to hear uh, vodka advertised a different style. You know, for example, the way a power tool might be ad- advertised. So we've got... Mm. A list of um uh, here for you. We have a list. You just say stop. I'm gonna I'm gonna swirl my hand around in the hat here, mm-hmm. and you say stop. Uh, and I'll we'll pick out a genre. All right. Okay. Swirling, all right. swirling, 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 swirling. And stop. 
You've got a factory warehouse closing down sale. If we were to give you, say, uh, Dan, uh, a bit of backing music we'll here. See if Jack can find some music. Yeah. Um, is it possible that we could hear Crystal Head Vodka in the style of a warehouse clearance sale? Sure. All right, here we go. Yeah. Three, two, one. Hey, don't miss it, Crystal Head Vodka. We're blowing it out all over town. It is non-additive vodka made in Canada, made with beautiful Newfoundland water. And boy, does it make a great cocktail. The head tastes best. Just remember, the head tastes best. Buy some now. <laughs> I love ending an ad with buy some now. <laughs> yeah. No specific amount. Just buy some. Just, we'll just Are be we, happy with some. Do we have time to pick one more, Dan? I mean, we had a few more in this hat. Have you got time for one more? Ah, we'll see what we have. All right, okay, say stop again. Swirling, 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 swirling. swirling, swirling. Uh, Okay. Okay, it's a pharmaceutical advert. Um, Is there a chance of Jack's Mm going to try and find some music? Jack, have you got music that could match possibly? (laughs) Sorry, uh, we'll put Jack under the pump here. This is uh, a crystal head vodka sold in the style of a pharmaceutical advert by Dan Aykroyd. Take it away, Jack. Crystal head vodka is not guaranteed to cure depression, but it somehow helps. Our consumers find that at the end of a day, two shots of Crystal Head over ice with lime just makes things a little better. Crystal Head Vodka. C2H506 plus H2O, and that's all. No additives for your fine, fine attitudinal cocktail break. <laughs> wow, I really, <laughs> that is so good. I really hope someone just tuned in right there and was like, hey, get me some of this C2506H. Dan Aykroyd, you are a legend. Thank you <laughs> very much. So hey, thanks, this. guys. Crystal Head Vodka, uh, obviously drink responsibly. Thank you very much for joining us, mate. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Take man. Care. Bye-bye. It's exciting. It's Hamish Daddy driving you home. Joining us in the studio, we had him. Was it last year, the year before? It was had... only last year because um, I, I know because I've already drunk the bottle of vodka he gave <laughs> yeah. us, and I it was it went pretty quickly. Dan Aykroyd, how are you, mate? Oh, glad to be back in your magnificent country. Um, Dan, obviously people know you from so many brilliant films, Saturday Night Live going back further than that, but more recently the founder of Crystal Head Vodka and a new bottle out, uh, which is Aurora. This is. Quadruple distilled, seven times filtered, and I've read today that the last three filtrations are through diamond crystals, this vodka. Is that your specific request, or did someone pitch that into you? Well, we've always poured our vodka over the, the crystals. They're double-ended quartz crystals. and um, <laughs> It's a complicated we... drink to order if you <laughs> don't get it made in a factory, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, you know, the guy said to me, he said, you know, some, some vodkas pour over diamonds. And I said, what kind of diamonds? He said, Herkimer diamonds from upstate New York. I said, you know what? I want my vodka poured <laughs> over those diamonds, yes. you know? And if that's and, the one thing James Bond was missing from his martini, it was, and poured over diamonds. At well, the end of it. Uh, for sure. He would have been much more psychically aware, I'm sure. <laughs> now, you, at the moment, Ghostbusters 3 is being, is it being filmed right now? It is. Uh, they're about uh, halfway through principal production right so now. Yeah. Because you are responsible for the story of Ghostbusters as well, and I believe you make a cameo in this. Are you getting? You're over here in Australia, but are you getting daily updates from the set of how things are going? I am. I am. I talk to the producer Ivan Reitman, and uh, every day, absolutely. Yeah. How and are things going? Uh, well, really well from what I saw when I was in Boston firsthand, and uh, the the girls are having a ball, and they're just they're badass. I mean, they are smart. <laughs> And, you know, the way they're handling the new equipment is so good. And each one of their voices is so strong. Uh, it's going to introduce the, the, the concept to a whole range of, of girls that are like 8 to 18 years old that never heard of the first two movies. 
Hopefully, it'll get them interested in, in science and get them off the photo sharing and texting. <laughs> <laughs> get out well, there busting your, ghosts. Your career spans so many different and wonderful films, Dan. Uh, when I mentioned uh, to my girlfriend's little sister that you're coming on the show, she said, who? And I said, oh, the dad from My Girl. And she went, oh, my God, I love the dad from My Girl. My brother's excited for Blues Brothers and Ghostbusters. If it came down to you, if you had to be remembered for one film, one film only, I know this is a very difficult question. Which one do you, it just, just kind of comes up in your heart? I would have to say Blues Brothers yep. because you know, we got to do everything on that movie. We got to write, we got to act, perform, dance, um, record uh, music, uh, drive stunt cars, uh, <laughs> yeah. and take over a city. It, it does seem like yeah, it was pretty much you were just given a check and allowed to do whatever you want. <laughs> was... Well, we got, getting that check out of Universal was was pretty tough. I well, mean, yeah, they, I mean, I've read a story about how for a good deal of the Blues Brothers production, it was just probably not a chance to ever make it to air. Well, what ha- what happened was, you know, uh, I think that they they had some trepidation when the budget started to go up. But when you get fifteen million dollars in, it's kind of hard to pull the plug. Yeah. So they had to give us the other ten to make. <laughs> The movie <laughs> and it turned out okay. I'm sure they've taken a quite quite a bit of money. I reckon they're that. happy. I reckon they're happy in the Is end. Is a film harder to make if it was harder to get up, or is it easier to make? You know, when Ghostbusters two came around, did you feel more expectation? So suddenly, it's a harder film to make. Well, the sequels are always tough because you yeah. want to be as, as good as the first movie. And uh, I don't know if there's any sequel that is better than the first movie. Maybe mm. the Star Trek movies, probably. Some people argue uh, Back Godfather to the Future. Godfather 2 is a great, great That's Back true. to the Future. Back yeah. to the Future. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. From a lot, a lot of the films we're seeing, especially <clears throat> in the last couple of years, just from action films and Star Wars mm. and Ghostbusters, like you can name any film almost and either the sequel or the reboot is happening. Are there any films that you'd love to see that are still sort of sitting there in that golden era of the 80s and 90s that could use a reboot or a sequel? What's sure left on the shelf? That, Nothing. Uh, yeah. it's a tough, I would it's have a t- loved to have seen more of John Hughes' work, you know, but he passed away there. I, I You know, he made Ferris Bueller's yep. Day Off and, Great. and uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles and yep. Uncle Buck. I would love to see Steve Martin work. A little more, yeah, and, and see him in something, you know. He's even still if got it. I mean, you know. I loved. Would could we ever do a modern day Honey I Shrunk the Kids, or could no one ever replace Rick Moranis? Well, he's he's pretty replaceable. That <laughs> would be uh, it. Would be it would be good to see you know him maybe maybe do that again and have yep. his kids kids getting shrunk. Honey, <laughs> I, mean, I shrunk the grandkids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a that's I'll a million 10%. dollar idea right there. I'm gonna take ten percent. <laughs> I think you deserve more than ten percent, Ham. Uh, stick around more with Dan Aykroyd straight after this, everyone. Hamish and Andy. Hey, Michelle, driving you home. We just had Dan Aykroyd uh, on the show, Ham. Batman. And um, if you missed it, uh, we gave him the, the challenge, pulling out different style ads. Yep. Any reason why you're wearing sunglasses? Dan Aykroyd was wearing them. Yeah, okay, so you've just found some of you. Well, these are in my bag. These are in my backpack. Why would that style of sunglasses be in your bag? It's a, they're fishing glasses. They're um, polarized lenses yep. and um, with the leather sides. Yep. I just saw them on the table. I was like, if Dan Aykroyd's going to wear Ray-Bans in here and be all Blues Brothers, then uh, maybe old Blakey puts his fishing goggles on. Yeah, but Blues Brothers have a very cool oh, look. Oh, yeah, of course, but he, I mean, he had a chance to build up with a film. Yeah. I'll do it with my fishing film and then uh, <laughs> and then we'll get it, get it, get it happening. Is, that leather, you, is it annoying is you? Is that leather side straps? Yeah, like... it's UV protection that cuts out any glare so you can see trout in the river. <laughs> <laughs> I did just find them at home. Like I said, I'm moving into... Because we're moving in at the moment, a lot of um, mm. 
Zoe calls them props, but yep. I call them gear, like sports gear. And Definitely equipment. props. <laughs> I'm finding a lot of stuff <laughs> at the moment. And Zoe said you have to throw it out so you just bring it in here. Pretty much, yeah. But that, that's um, fine. Yeah. I thought I could bring a few things in here and keep them. The point I was trying to get to is that Dan Aykroyd, um, we gave him the challenge to do up. <laughs> some, some advertisements in different styles. He did great, didn't he? So good. We've got the video up at hamishnanny.com right now. The podcast will be up later with him in it if you missed it. Hey, we should obviously uh, thank Woolworths, the Daily Dinner Dilemma. You can solve that with a Korean dish. And um, I don't recommend looking at the uh, Woolies Facebook page with your fishing glasses on because it's quite hard to read the computer screen. Because it's polarised? And they're polarised, yeah. And, they, yeah. and if you've got the ones I'm wearing, they, uh, like I'm fogging up in here. I'm okay, sweating I don't think much. anyone was a, a warrior no, doing that. it's just good. It's a community service announcement. <laughs> we do those. Stick around, everybody, because straight up after this, Haim, um, a good friend of ours, good friend of the show, Hogs, normally comes to inventions. I was having a beer with him last night. I'm intrigued about this. He wanted something to do with himself that I have never heard anyone having this problem. Yeah, but that's hogs. I've never heard him have a problem <laughs> that someone else has. I wish it Andy. Hey, Michelle, driving you home for Woolworths, the fresh food people. Hey, had a suit fitting last night for an upcoming wedding. With uh, Hogs, who featured on this show. He's Lovely. the best man. Oh, and uh, it's his cousin's uh, wedding. Smilesy is his name, who you know well. And at the suit fitting, something came up that perplexed me. And that's why I've got Hogs up now to, to discuss it. Hogs, welcome back. Thanks, boys. Sorry it's not in an invention capacity, but we'll definitely get one of those again soon. Yep. I've got a good one coming up. Yep. Oh, you've got a good one coming up. Great. Um, well, Hogs, uh, obviously I don't know what this is about, but I would have thought a suit fitting is uh, a fairly straightforward affair. <laughs> well, it was, and then at one point, Smilesy turned to you, Hogs, and said, have you told Andy about your showers? Yeah. And I said, no. And then Smiles said to you, are you going to tell him? And then, can you just say what you said to me? Well, it wasn't about the showers. It ends up being about the showers, but I've got a foot problem. Yep. You know, or the padding underneath your feet. Like yep. your sole of I your foot. I suppose like if you're a cat, you're poor. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mine's worn out. 100% it's gone. <laughs> You've worn out your padding. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible. I, I didn't think it might be for like a marathon runner or something. Someone, but... or, or, or someone who doesn't wear shoes regularly. I would have thought the human body had worked out a way to just keep your padding intact forever. No, and the doctor said, you get padding, and when you wear it out, it's gone. <laughs> you can't get resold. You can't, can't get, take it to a cobbler. Can you walk? If I'm walking without shoes, mm. it's like a skeleton. I'm like a skeleton. <laughs> walking on bones. Clip clop, yeah. clip clop. It's like you've got horseshoes on. <laughs> so, Hawks, then you explained it to me, and I, I was like, this can't be true. Get another opinion. And you said, yeah. well, remember my shoes back at school? I used to always wear out the soles in a weird position. He did. He used to just yeah. have a hole dead in the middle. So are you walking too hard, Hogs? Are you have you spent thirty years no. stamping? No, no, no. It's very it's a it's basic if you think about it. It's when you walk, there's three pressure points. The heel yep. and then the top left and top right. Yeah, of the of kind of your a uh, bit under the toes. Yeah, you, yeah the ball yeah. of the foot. The ball. Yeah. I've got two pressure points, the heel and the middle of the... He's got only one pressure point on the ball. So he's just out of paddock. He's just, he's just out of paddock. He's out of barefoot walking forever. He's done. I can only have 30-second showers because it hurts too much in the shower. <laughs> You're joking. No. Can you put a rubber mat down or something? Oh, well, I should. 
can you have can you buy an old like a pair of just Air Max that you only wear in the showers? <laughs> yeah. So you've just got the capacity to have sneakers on or something in the showers? Sometimes I uh, wear thongs in the shower and stuff, but yep. mate, it's unbelievable. It's a fairly big problem. Well, like when I go on to you know resort holidays, yeah. yep. I'm walking around in sneakers around the pool. <laughs> what a goose! <laughs> um, would you start having baths instead, Hogs? Um, Who's got the time? Who's got the time? <laughs> Who's got the time for a bath? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just get up early and run the bath. Yeah. I mean, I'll be, I'll be an hour late today, guys. I'm having a bath before work. Uh, Hogs, I was actually, bizarrely, I was actually watching my son has just started to walk. Sonny's started to walk. And I know you've got three boys and a baby's foot is almost all padding. Yeah. Do you look at your kids' feet with uh, a level of jealousy? Yeah. Oh, everyone's feet, mate. You should have a, have a look at it next time. Have a look at Hogs' feet. Yeah, they've, they've just. Do you have a look, Ando? Yeah, had a little bit of a gaze because Hogs has now got special shoes made up. Pillow shoes. Yeah. It's actually it was my first invention I did a few years ago. It was comfortable shoes. I think very it might have first been the invention first was literally comfortable <laughs> shoes. And we know why this stems from because <laughs> necessity <laughs> is the mother of all invention. You wanted to yeah. say comfortable shoes that still look dressy. And yeah. this is exactly what Horgo is now wearing. This is what you've got. He's got, and they, this this company make, grabs the old Nike soles, the bottoms, with extra boy, and makes them into dress shoes. Horgo's wearing them full time now. Can we put a photo of your feet up? Oh, they're, bl- they're extremely ugly feet. Yeah. As a one-off on our Facebook today, we'll do an embarrassing bodies edition, and we'll put up, <laughs> we'll put up your claws. Horgs, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks, boys. Oh, so sorry. We'll speak to you next week for an invention. Thanks, mate. David and Andy. Wow. Hamish and Andy driving you home. As we mentioned at the top of the show, Ham, a high-profile actor in Australia has come forth and he says he wants to be a napkin ninja. Yep. This is one of the people that is going to distribute the Hamish and Andy branded napkins by going into a place that has napkins, stealing theirs and replacing them with ours. If you want to be a napkin ninja, I mean, we have hundreds of people that have registered. Mm. We cannot promise that everyone will be selected, but if it bur- if the desire burns in you, I, I, I can't tell you not to sign up. Yep. I can question why you're one week late to signing up, but hamishandy.com, mm. there is a form there if you do wish to receive your 100 napkin starter pack. He wants to do his ninjuring on the set of an Australian TV show. We're totally up for that. 20 minutes away, Ham, from Speaking seeing him. of Australian TV shows, Anna, this is not the TV show that will be Napkin Ninja yet, although I'd love to see it happen. The Batch last night. Yep. I know you watched it, re-watched it, you've analysed it. Just missed it. Did you just miss it, did yeah, you? Yep. So, so unlucky. Yep. That's, luckily, I can give you a recap. It's after this, Ocean Andy. Hey, Mr. Andy, driving you home for Woolworths, the fresh food people. Ham. Always with you, man. Uh, Ando, last night, The Bachelor, mm-hmm. um, season uh, season three, episode three. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Little more than a, uh, I mean, it has to happen every season. <laughs> the corresponding what episode. a coincidence. Yeah, yep. that's it. Just wanted to make sure you knew. And um, it's pretty early to go to the six o'clock news, but I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last night, mm. um, you know, things are getting. The girls are settled in now. Now okay. you're on. You are. You're hooked, whether you like it or not, because I made you watch the first. episode. I have. I sampled the first one. I'd, look, I did enjoy it a lot more than I thought, but I haven't been back to sample again. I know you flicked during the cricket. 
No, you don't. Last last week. Admit you flicked. <laughs> I didn't flick. <laughs> <laughs> you won't admit, but some flicking took place. And I but I know tragically last night you missed uh last night's hep. So what happened last week during the cricket is I went, Are you watching this? Because Mitchell Johnson bowled two amazing deliveries and you went, Yeah, I think Lana's gonna you know, get the white rose or something, and I went, Mate, Oh, 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 oh dear. I messaged that. I said <laughs> Emily's game is strong, but she needs to show a bit more sass if she wants to be wife material because he doesn't want someone that's mute. Mm. And Sam's I pointed a fun out loving guy. On Twitter at the time, I was like, you and I were just not on the same page. We always are. 100% on the same page. I can watch, I got the cricket app going there. And go, yeah, cool. That's all right. I know I'm taking the cricket. I'll just go back to that and get some highlights later. And um, got the thing that was happening live, which was The Bachelor, rather than the cricket, which you just grab at any old time if you're IQing it. And uh, tonight, um, well, we thought it might happen last night, but Heather plays the White Rose. Now, you know what the White Rose is, don't you? Hang on. Heather was the one who. Was Dude. doing the best at the at the on the first episode. I wouldn't say doing the best. She was okay. certainly she's certainly kind of a normal, fun kind of knockabout gal. Mm. She calls she calls people dude a lot. Yeah. Um, she tried. If you want my honest opinion, and that's what that's what the Bachelor is about, she sort of meddles a little bit too much in the other girls' affairs. Right. To be honest, I think she gets in and does a bit of yeah, yeah, do this, do this. She's a bit of a voice in everyone's ear. Right. She's. I think she maybe fancies herself as a TV producer. So I think she thinks she's got a bit of a nose to where the drama might be and kind of gets people to kind of, you know, chill out or arc up or whatever. But she's got the white rose, which means she can call a date at any time. And that date looks like it happens tonight. Right. But the big talking point, the promo that everyone's uh, everyone's seen and been listening to, I'll play it for you now. Mm-hmm. There is a real, there's an issue perhaps between Heather and Sam, who we did think were doing well. Have a listen. Jealousy. I can't see anything romantic between them. I feel like we're in danger of becoming fantastic friends. Fantastic oh, no. friends. Not the words you want to hear on The Bachelor, mate. Fantastic well, furniture? Not? Sure. Great. <laughs> Get me a new futon. It's a lovely gesture. Fantastic <laughs> friends? No, no, no. Why no. is that a bad thing, though? You've got to be friends with your partner, don't you? Not on The Bachelor. It needs to be a whirlwind romance. You need to check all the boxes off immediately. You've only got about... For all the normal stations that you have of building a relationship, yep. you get 10 minutes with each other. <laughs> okay, 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 So great. trust, you know. So fantastic friends are bad, bad thing. Friend-zoned. Well, I mean, it just means that all the other girls there are, are alluring and perhaps someone that there's more oh, spark yeah. with. And she's a, she's a fun next-door neighbour. Yep. And that's I wouldn't think that's what she wants with Sam, Andrew. No, I hear you, I hear you. Here's the thing, though. The friend zone is an interesting place to be. Whether you just whether you acknowledge you're in it or not. I mean, I, I suppose a lot of people deep down know if they're sort of friends mm. and the other person that they're friends with, they were hoping for a bit more, but nothing's happening. Yep. I thought maybe 131060, tell me if you think we'll get anyone here. And mm. I'd like your opinion on this because, you know, you've, 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 got, you've got your philosophies too mm-hmm. on the relationship side of things. Do you reckon if we went on 131060, people would call and admit that they're currently in a friend zone at the moment, a place they don't want to be, and just declare to the world and hope the person they're friends with just declare that they're busting out of the friend zone? Jailbreak. I would say most people won't, but I'll also say this here. Great. Here we go. Brinkmanship comes great results. If they are going to stand up and yell this from the heels. You'd be amazed what happens. Any decision is a good decision at the moment. Push comes to shove. Exactly. If they stay silent, they're going to live there forever. I don't want to be a jerk, but yeah. if you're in the friend zone with a girl mm. or a guy, you've got friends. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Ring us up. 131060, jailbreak out of the friend zone and declare <laughs> it now yeah. and just see what happens Use with your life. their full name, though. This Use is your full chance. Full I mean, I don't think we're going to get a ton of people because no. this is a big step, but Uncle Hamish and Andy are here with you. Bust we'll support out. you. Bust out of the friend zone. Hamish and Andy.
Hey, Michelle, driving you home for worse, the fresh food people. And, um, Ham, you were filling us in on what's been happening on The Bachelor. The, the worry is tonight, Heather, who has been getting on very well, she's a very personable girl, mm. been getting on very well with The Bachelor. He declares to her, or at least in the promo, he's worried they might be becoming fantastic friends. That's not what Sam's there for. You just get the feeling Sam's got 100 friends already. Mm. He doesn't need another friend. Yeah, exactly. He needs a wife. Sam's the bachelor, everyone. Sorry, yes, yeah. he's the bachelor. And, and the bachelor is a television show. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, it was talking about, yes, it is a bad, I mean, we've all said this and all heard of it, that there's a bad place to be in the friend zone. Yeah. If that's, but if that's not what you want to be. Not, if it's not, not what you, you want to be. You're in my friend zone and I imagine it's a wonderful feeling. <laughs> no, I've wanted something more for a while. <laughs> I imagine it's just like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory in there and everyone's getting all their dreams coming true. It has its frustrations and its challenges. <laughs> no, it's wonderful, Ham. And, and your um, friend zone's lovely too, but geez, I wouldn't enjoy it if I was a young lady that or man that was trying to get your affections. Mm, you and so we're we're saying today, ring up if you've got the guts essentially to break out, bust out of the friend zone, make a jailbreak out of the friend zone. Broadcast it. There's no better way to do this than going coast to coast mm. in an environment of people that care, and that is the people's show. Liz, use his full name. Jeez, Liz, are you in the friend zone? I am in the friend zone, but. It's one worse. I actually got put into the sibling zone. Oh, How does that mean? No, you're, you're, that's the jail in the middle of the friend zone. Hang on, is, are you his am sister? I, am I guessing? Yeah, no, sorry. I hope you're not his actual sister, but I'm <laughs> guessing here he said to you, you're like a sister. Pretty much, which uh, is really, really awkward. It's, it's really awkward. Yeah, yeah. Well, bust out of the friend zone, uh, Liz. Ex- okay. Exclaim. Okay, so... My name is Liz, and I'm busting out of the friend zone because I'm confessing my feelings to Simon. Wow. Who wow. has put me into the sibling zone, giving me mixed signals, but I'm still in the sibling zone, wanting to get to the friend zone and then out of the friend zone yep. to any other she zone. Wanted, also, she just wants to break out of sibling to friend? So, or you, she's or you just to... want to be upgraded to friend at least? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, 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 Liz, Liz you got to get, get the whole way out of the prison. While you're on the motorbike, go. keep going, jailbreak. <laughs> get out of the friend zone. <laughs> You're out. You're out. You're out. It's expecting Spain. He'll find that out about that. Well, I mean, if I'm the guy and I heard that, I wouldn't go, geez, I heard you on the radio saying you've got feelings for me. So I assume it's just now friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Just, just the outer suburbs. Gareth, tell us. You, yes. You, you want to exclaim and get out of the friend zone? I do. Okay. I'm in the friend zone with a girl called Monique. How <laughs> long have you been in this horrible zone for? About a year. Yep. About a year, so it's been a long time. Have you made any attempts to leave the zone before? I have, I have, and I asked her out. I asked her out on a date, and she said, "Oh, that's cool, but can we like hang out as friends? And can I bring Corey along?" Yeah, don't bring Corey. Yeah. No, you can't. No, that's yeah. one of the key rules on any date is don't bring Corey. Yeah, don't bring defense <laughs> unless Corey. The last thing I want. Pug. Guess what, Garrett? Well, like, well, just just you know, yell it from the hills one more time. Um, my name is Gareth, and I'm busting out of the friend zone to Monique. Great, well done, Gareth. Great. I just like and the it's, fact and that it's an extra bit of sauce to to Corey. <laughs> You're also not invited. <laughs> To the jailbreak. I also found it funny that Liz started with this, my name is, and then suddenly everyone started following this form <laughs> that you had to say your name I'm first. <laughs> Stick around, everybody. So that's great. Straight after this. Yeah, I mean, they're feeling freer already. That's two potential couples that have happened on the mm. show here. Mm. Or two, I mean, you know, maybe it doesn't go anywhere, but at least it's a step towards honesty. Um, Haim, straight after this, as we said, a, a high-profile actor yep. has come forth and wants to help us 
by distributing the napkins, the Hamish Annie branded napkins that you are purchased uh, on behalf of the team. There's a few thousand of them. They're now group possessions. Absolutely. And he wants to get them on the set of a leading television show in Australia. And we want to help him. He doesn't know we're going to call, but um, we're going to try and surprise him and enlist his help after this, Hamish Annie. Hey, Michelle, we're driving you home, and hey, we've got to jump into another song here, but uh, we'll delay it no longer. We said, well, we will actually, we'll delay it a little <laughs> bit longer. We, shall, we shan't delay this more than the length of a radio edit of a hit song. Um, as we mentioned, there is, um, I'm going to say it's, it's a male actor yep. uh, that has come forward and, uh, and said that he wants to help out. Yep. Uh, with the napkin injuring. He wants to help distribute um, some of the 50,000 Hamish Sandy branded napkins we have, which mm. we got um, as part of a cool merchandise deal from yeah. a Chinese factory. Mm. Onto he, the set of a... He wants a, to get them on TV. A, a, a daily Australian yeah. television program. That's another little hint. So after this, Hamish Sandy. Hamish Daddy, driving you home. Ham, I know we've got napkin ninjas, and uh, obviously to fill everyone in just quickly, sure. you bought a lot of merchandise from a joint account. Mm-hmm. 50,000 napkins, Hamish Daddy branded napkins came yep. in. There are still a lot of boxes around. Sure, first 10,000 are out around Australia, mm-hmm. Ando, and people would be seeing on Instagram and Twitter and mm-hmm. Facebook, people completing their tasks. Napkin ninjas all over the country mm-hmm. are receiving their 100 Hamish Daddy napkins in the mail from the Napkin Sensei. Yep. They then go to their local bar, cafe, restaurant, coffee shop, whatever, steal the napkins from that venue, replace them with our napkins, hence getting the word out. Absolutely. Haim, this is exciting and I would love to be able to speak to the sensei because a high profile individual across Australia, and I would say in Britain as well, has come forward and wants to offer his services as a napkin ninja. Is the sensei about? I'll go get him, Ando. Hang on one sec. Hello, Andy. Sensei, I do have a scroll for you. Give that to me. Yes. From a ruler of the Erinsborough Shire. You have done well bringing me this scroll, Andy. Thank Did you. Did you show it to anyone else? No, no, as you Good can see. boy. The scroll reads, Napkin Sensei, I humbly asked Andrew Lee to pass on my desire to be a napkin ninja. Yours sincerely, Scott McGregor from Channel 10's Neighbours. <laughs> yeah. Channel 11, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it's 11. Yeah. Yes. He, didn't, he didn't write that down. No, either. I added that bit and then realised <laughs> afterwards, it's on a different channel. Yeah, the idea being is Scotty, who is on Neighbours, um, thinks he might be able to get some napkins onto the set. Napkin Sensei. Maybe Harold's Cafe or something. Likes this plan. Shall we call Scott? We shall. Ah, Jack, <laughs> enter the sacred code into the phone so that I may speak immediately to this young man. I've already given Jackie's number, so it's Good, like... <laughs> Jack. Fulfill your destiny and press dial immediately. Here you go. <laughs> Hello? Scott... That's me. This is the Napkin Sensei. <laughs> what an honour. How are you, Napkin Sensei? I am good, and you are honoured to be contacted by such a powerful being who is very, I am honoured. Who is busy, but has taken time out of his... He's not that busy. He's <laughs> just 24-7 senseiing to contact you. As he is, <laughs> you would like to partake in a special mission. I would love to do that. <laughs> well, the Napkin Sensei has sent you... 
100 napkins. Is this correct? I hope so. I haven't checked my no, letterbox. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, we have, yeah, yeah. He did it yesterday. Yeah. So, um, assume that's happened. This afternoon, when you go to your letterbox, you will find 100 napkins. Napkin Ninja Scott, do you know what to do with these napkins? Might start with Harold's Cafe. What do you reckon? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> this will get the message out loud and clear to all the other ninjas waiting patiently for the signal. Just a quick question. What's the turnaround like on the episode? So, like, how soon do we see them on TV if you get them into Harold's Not Cafe? Probably three months. <laughs> oh, jeez. This displeases the sensei. But at least in our hearts, we will know that the likes of other neighbours' actors will see them. Hey, don't put a hundred in the cafe. Get a couple at the bar as well. Yes, listen I to... I reckon we'll do that. Yes. A couple in the waterhole, a couple in Toadie's place. Yeah. Watch out, Toadie has been known to perspire a bit and the, a dishonourable use for a napkin is to wipe the brow of a Toadie. He, he won't be happy, but I'll, we'll like it. Yeah. Good, now the napkins will be seen by big Australian stars such as Olympia Valance and yeah. the rest of the cast. <laughs> Could you also put some in the cast cafeteria? Oh, well, definitely do that, Ham. Okay, you not a problem. Uh, napkin Sensei. <laughs> Nobody knows my real name. It is a mystery. <laughs> it is a legend throughout the ages. Sorry, Ex- Napkin Sensei. Uh, it seems like you've got a lot of targets. Do you want an extra hundo to be sent out? I think we should. Yeah, no ready? worries. You're my first high-profile ninja. It shall be done. <laughs> I'm very busy, as I mentioned earlier. I must, I must, I've got to go, mate. I've got to backflip out of here. You have your orders. Do not disappoint the sensei. I won't disappoint you, sensei. Good. I look forward to not being disappointed. I do have to go. Thanks, Scotty. We're going to go. See you, mate. Bye. Same as Danny, driving you home. Hey, Mr. Andy, driving you home for Woolworths, the fresh food people here. And uh, a bit of DIY uh, is shaping up to happen at my place. Really? Now, you were initially part of this. Great. You're out, okay. and then you, but you could be back in. Because remember, I was going to get your cupboard yes. from your garage. Because we live... Well, how far between our houses? Not that long. Uh, as if, if we were crows, we'd get, be able to get there quicker. Yes. Um, as in men of the night spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I reckon very nimble. Um, no, I think we're probably 300 metres, 350? Yeah, 500 walking, mate. Yeah. yeah. And we were planning to put a, uh, the a cupboard. cupboard on a long board. Yes, I did. I get it over to my garage. I've, had a, I've got a long board, <laughs> which I've never, ever used. Yep. It's now just used to move furniture in my house. And yeah, we're going to try and wheel it up the hill. But I said no, because I thought I maybe wanted a bench instead of a, of a cupboard. Yeah. Space is at a premium, so I sort of had to decide. I've got a bench, right? There's three tools that are required to put the bench together, yep. but also two men. So question one, are you in for building the bench? Love to build the bench. Lovely. It's Hamish's year of a thousand pranks. I'm not building a bench. And you've been squirted by Jack with a water pistol. Yes, I have. Now Which you, you and better than the prank. Andy, I can tell you shocked. I can tell you shocked, and there's a lot of things going through your head right now. A bit naughty, how did I? How did I get got? How did I get got so bad? How did I think there was a bench? How has Jack squirted me with a water pistol? Well, I can't take all the credit. There's a story behind it. The bench building prank behind the genius. If you're listening to this. Andy is dripping wet, sitting there having recently believed Hamish needed him to help build a bench. A wonderful prank. 
But how did we get here? It all started when Hamish received an email from a young man named Nick offering to help Hamish get to 1,000 pranks by pranking his dad. Hello, Nicholas speaking. Hey, I got your email about uh, pranking. About my dad, yeah? Yeah, about your dad. I don't have the email in front of me. From what I can remember, he's a carpenter. Yep. And so the idea would be call him up, say, you know, I think you're the best carpenter in the world, like come over and do a job. Yep. And then when he comes over, just... Uh, what was after that bit? Uh, go nuts on him with water bombs or eggs or just... <laughs> just egg him. <laughs> yeah. As Nick explained, Hamish became aware he simply cannot perform a prank this time consuming and still make it to 1,000 this year. Also, he needs to prank Andy, not Nick's dad. You've inspired me with a carpentry theme, right? I've just moved into a new house and I was mm-hmm. going to maybe say to Andy, something along the lines of, like, you should come to my house, um... And, like, we could build a table together or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I need to build a bench in the garage. Yep, yep. And so maybe I invite Andy over, I go, we're going to build a bench. And if he says, OK, cool, I'll be there. You get cackling Jack to jump out and squirt him with the hose. <laughs> <laughs> and then the master stroke. What if I tell Andy on air, hey, man, come over this weekend, we'll build a bench. If he says yes, I get Jack to mm-hmm. squirt him with a water pistol in the studio. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's, that's about on par with all your other stuff. That's pretty good. Okay, that's great. No, that's <laughs> awesome, good. man. Thank you. That's a great idea. And that's what it took to get all the pieces in a row and for this masterful prank to take place, as you just heard. Reenactment. Reenactment. God, I totally believed I was going to Hamish's house to build a bench and now I've been squirted. You're the master of pranks, Blake. We salute you, Hamish. With the bench story and the water pistol, it's a prank count of two. Two more pranks. Hip, hip. <laughs> it's not two. It's not two. This Thank you, guys. Touch on a few elements. Thank you. I mean, I, it's <laughs> a great to... prank like that to come off. You need a lot of help, and I did get a lot of help. I know we're getting the wind up here, but just quickly, two <laughs> elements. Nick going, yeah, that's just about as good as all your other ones, amuse me. But also... I've never seen Jack so excited. <laughs> well, Jack, he knew. He knew he Jack, was prank number two. When he was squirting me, I've never seen a kid more excited in my I'm life. Not a kid. What are you, you looked like what I was like, what are you doing? I was more baffled by his I, excitement. I guess it was the same sort of excitement as like at the end of Ocean's Eleven when they're all walking out of the casino and they're going, we've done it. We've done it. This is a ton of planning and we finally got our mouse cornered. Same as Andy. Two pranks. Hey, Michelle, driving you home, Ham. And uh, um, here's one where I, I don't really know where the line is. <laughs> I mean, I've got an idea. But 131060, 131060, I suppose, if you're the owner of a dog mm. or you've got a kid um, of pram age or leash age. I know yeah. a lot of people like to leash up their child. Yep. Here's what happened. And tell me what you would do in this situation. Mm. On the weekend, I'm walking Sunny along. Mm-hmm. In he's a pram, not a pram, leash. Not a leash. Mm. But, I mean, a pram, he's clipped in. Yep. So let's... You're splitting hairs, really. You've restrained your child. Yes. And uh, you, you have some control over where they go. Waiting at the lights, someone with a dog comes along, walking the dog. Sonny's a kid. He loves dogs. Dog, dog, dog. That's me saying it. He can't say dog, but he gets it. He's excited, pointing. 
The dog, like, the, as a general rule, I thought you don't let a dog get close enough to a toddler. No. You just don't, even if they're super cute, like, very friendly, like, just the mouth shouldn't really get to the toddler. But the person with the dog was just kind of like letting out quite a lot of slack. Yeah. So the dog's sort of sniffing around Sonny's feet. He thinks that's funny. I was like, well, here we go. This is amusing. Then, then let's add a ton of slack and the dog gets right up towards Sonny's hands. I don't really have time to react because the pram's like quite a big contraption to pull it back. Yep. The dog just starts licking Sonny's hands. That's okay. It's not great. Not great. This is a strange dog. Yep. And also, if it's licking, it could be biting. Yep. Then, so I'm like, oh, there we go. That's that's all fun. And trying to have to like move the dog away. <laughs> in my head going, this. So he's now got dog spit on his hands and his hands will be in his mouth in one second. Yep. Then the owner goes, oh, sorry about that. You might want to wipe his hands. The dog's just been eating possum poo. <laughs> I'm like, well, who's at fault here? Because we both have animals on leashes, essentially. Yes. We both have restrained animals. And was he letting out slack, kind of like a fisherman might be letting out a bit? I was stationary and the dog approached. Yeah. Is it, what's the, I mean, am I as the parent meant to be pulling Sonny back from no, the dog? No, is it the dog owner's responsibility to never let it near a child? 100% dog owner's responsibility. Because I'm sort of going, oh yeah, cool. Then it was a busy road. It was like a three lane road. Mm. The pedestrian lights go off because we're at the lights. They walk across the road and if, I'm just there going, well, I've got to find some wet ones now. Yeah. And I've, I've got to wipe Sonny's hands like five times because he's yeah. got possum poo dog. Spit on his hands. <laughs> he's, got possum poo dog he's, got, he's got possum poo in his hands, and I'm having to disinfect his hands. We missed the lights. Isaac, you've got a dog? Yes, I do. Would you agree with us that it's the dog owner's uh, position to retain the slack and not allow the dog to lick the hands of a, of a child? Well, yes, but then again, you've got to think about this, that the possum poo is very organic. And it'll be good for the children. Mm, no, no, I don't think you do. No, at this, I mean, I'm not really interested in the um, chemical-free side of things. You just go, oh, honey, it's terrific. Oh, yeah, grab it. Why don't we? Why don't we do a possum poo face mask for Sunny? It's very organic. No, no, I reckon it falls on the dog side because mm. essentially their animal's more obedient. If it's one-year-old versus dog, you've got a far more obedient animal. But, but also, they're more restrained. Like you're that. Like, say, faith for both of you. You certainly can yank it if, back harder with less public outcry. Yeah, if, you, <laughs> if you'd release the slack on Sonny and let him go to the dog. Go on. <laughs> yeah, that's your fault. I should fault. point out, he's just been playing with his but, own poo, so don't again, let him put his fingers in the dog's eye. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around, everybody. Ronan Keating is actually going to uh, join us straight after this quickly from somewhere in the world. He has got a remarkable thing that he's coming back to Australia specifically for. Yeah. We want to talk to him about it. Hamish and Andy. Hey, Mr. Andy, driving you home for Woolworths, the fresh food people. And, uh, Haim, joining us on the line, I believe somewhere from somewhere in Ireland, uh, Ronan Keating. Ro- just to finish up, Ronan, are you there? Hello, lads. How's it going? Very, very well. Very good, Thank man. you very much for joining us. And, and what a terrific thing you're doing here. We should point out to everyone the, oh. uh, the Emeralds and Ivy Ball, which is a Cancer Council uh, Australia's annual black tie event. You're coming back out. Yes. Um, and you're one of the founders of it. Yeah, we started it in, uh, in Australia four years ago. We started it in the UK ten years ago. Mm. Um, so it's our fourth year. Storm and I are hosting it this year on October 9th. Looking forward to coming back. I mean, it's, it's my first year in five years not being in Australia doing X Factor. So 
just coming down solely for the event. Do you miss it? Do you find yourself walking around overseas judging buskers and telling them that they've got a future? <laughs> I do. I just tell people it's a no, it's a no for me or it's a yes for me. Whatever, even if, it's, if I'm in a restaurant and I'm having food, and it's just like, no, mate, it's a no. <laughs> um, mate, the theme this year is the mission. Um, so kind of yeah. a, a spy espionage genre. Do you get to pick these ones? I've always wondered that. Is it the fact that you kind of no. want to dress up as James Bond? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't pick them. We have an events team yep. to put it all together. And, and to be honest, we've kind of exhausted nearly everything. We've done the, mm. the Gatsby theme. We've done uh, last year we had uh, Emerald City. Well, it's difficult because it's, yeah. it's a black tie event. So you have to kind of you've pick Bond. You've got Bond, the Oscars. <laughs> I don't know, the three tenors. <laughs> <laughs> you can go in there, wear tuxedos anyway. But um, mate, you can get tickets for the Emeralds and Ivy Ball at uh, emeraldsandivy.com.au. Anyone interested yeah. in going, it's sort of for a great cause, the Cancer Council Australia. Totally. Ronan, from a terrific thing you're doing to a terrific thing you've done in the past, uh, when I mentioned to my girlfriend that you were coming on the show, she was very, very excited. She said mm. the words, I love Ronan Keaton, and she immediately bought up this song. You say it best when you say nothing at all. Do you recognize that voice, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Who is it's it? Bono. <laughs> it's Bono. There you go. <laughs> Ronan, that song, You Say That's It Best, it. Uh, is obviously a cracker, and it evoked thoughts from my girlfriend that I wanted to introduce you to her and so she could share oh, them we've today. Got we've got Beck up. Beck, say hello to Ronan. Okay. Hello. Big fan. Hey, Beck, how are you? <laughs> now, Beck, I know you weren't rap with me bringing this up today, but I found it too funny. Can you let Ronan know what this song means to you? First of all, you're sleeping on the couch tonight. Well, it's my bed, so I'll get the <laughs> one choosing. There you go. <laughs> um, That's the norm. <laughs> yeah, we used to go on um, a snow trip with some family friends every year, and we'd listen to your song, Driving All the Way Up the Mountain. And then on the last night, wow. all the kids would do a little dance to it to our parents. So, so are we are we doing oh. a slow dance? Because it's not like it's not a fast song. It kind of, I think, from memory, it sort of went like the movements matched the lyrics. So it was like, <laughs> which is what you, know, you do like, as a kid. Yeah. Can I just ask Beck? And I didn't know the story, but when there's when there's a key change, do you crouch down and then like explode <laughs> with your hands up into the air? Was that one of the moves? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Ronan, did you ever do that on stage? <laughs> yes, actually. Funny you say that. <laughs> so the reason why I wanted to get you both together, Ronan, if you're ever back out here and performing and you need a backup dancer. Oh, 100% we offer You've got one. Amazing. Okay, thanks, Beck. I just wanted to put you on the spot and see, but is that a yes from you? Absolutely. That's a yes from me. Beck, thank I love your story. That's really lovely. Thank you so much for sharing. And Beck, what was the family friends? you still in touch with them to get the, the back, other backup dancers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, the, five of us. Name and shame. <laughs> name and shame. What are they, what's their family name? The Eastos. Oh, the Eastos. Okay, we'll get all the Eastos together. There you go, Ronan. When you get out here, you got Beck. you got the Eastos and the Hardings yeah. doing crouches and explosions. <laughs> <laughs> Ronan, mate, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for joining us, Beck. Um, Thanks, lads. Mate, uh, the, we should mention one more time, the Emeralds and Ivy. It uh, really is ball, a great um, cause. Emeraldsandivy.com.au for the tickets. Uh, have uh, Fly safe and, uh, and good luck with it, bud. Thanks, lads. Good to talk to you. Take care. That's actually all we've got time for Thank you, mate. this afternoon. Um, Hame, uh, anything people may have missed, hamishnaddy.com.
Uh, the fact we've got another napkin ninja out there. Oh, a celebrity that. napkin ninja. That's going to be putting uh, the napkins on the set of Neighbours. Harold's Cafe is this the thing, key. We officially hit critical mass today, didn't we? It's the key target. Um, there's, uh, and we'll be back tomorrow, of course. Uh, yep. I've just had a look at my calendar. I'm free. <laughs> you free? Yeah. Let's I do am. the show. <laughs> we'll see you then. See you guys.